Hi, Sandy Mackey here. And Al Curtis here. We are coming to you with another episode of Conversations with Ask the Pool Guy. First one of 2016. You got it. 12 days into the year. How are we 12 days into the year and we are now just doing our first 2016 podcast? I think probably just busy lives. We have a lot going on. Business just kind of going everywhere. There's just so much happening. I was going to say it's because our certain way is working. That's uh, it's exactly what I was trying to say without <laughs> such eloquent words. And we are certainly busy. I got a phone call today from one of our favorite customers. We had sent a pillow to her with her swimming pool on it because we know how much she loves her pool in the summertime. And it said, my happy place on it. So she called today to thank us. And she asked if we were busy or if we were really slowed down because a lot of people know that in Good years time. past, everything shuts down and we kind of hibernate a little bit. And I was able to tell her that we worked the latest, I think, that we've ever worked outside this year, last year. And then we started a major renovation project. I told her we sent Mark to Florida yesterday and we just have more going and then on the other, than and the other indoor project have. I was at today. Yeah. It's thinking about that in terms of a year. If you want to start a year with a bang, there's three separate projects we're working on January 1st. Yeah. It's just for us in our style and what we've done and just our history, that's unheard of. Well, it has been unheard of. And what I know you and I have both been doing through this process of marketing and defining what we want for the future, we started asking those what if questions. What if things weren't like they used to be? What if there was year round work? And I know a couple of the ideas that we had tossed around were one, working out of state. And as it happens, one of our other favorite customers from Ortonville has a house with a pool in Florida and they wanted their equipment in Florida to work the way that their equipment works in Michigan with all of the integration and the automation and that type of thing. So there's plenty of great pool companies in Florida and I know that, but in this case, we have a certain way and this customer likes our certain, certain way. way. So they decided that they wanted their equipment done in the certain in that way certain that way. we can provide. So that's just kind of a fun, cool thing. Mm -hmm. I know you and I were both a little bit sad that it wasn't us going. That they asked Mark to go first, but yeah. that's because he's the the first person that well, we'd well, sent. Well, he's the one like that, that has really set their system up here to work the way that it does. So absolutely he's the one and it's more of a joke than anything else saying, oh, why don't we get to go instead? But he's the logical choice for that because that's what he does. It is January 12th and it is 18 degrees outside today. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a little joking, but... We're not really because I think when I talked to him yesterday, it was 72. So yeah. it's okay though. Yeah, so that's great. So the other thing that we're doing is this indoor renovation this year. and. That was another one of those things. If we were going to work year round, would we build pools in other areas? And we decided that we're not ready to travel. Right. We get I the mean, we've gotten the opportunity. Like we've gotten ready, the leads, but we're, we that's not our thing to. yet. No, yet. I agree. Yeah. So this project, being an indoor pool, about an hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes away from mm -hmm. our office, mm -hmm. is a good way to kind of practice doing something a little further away, and it is one of the coolest projects, yeah. let alone renovations, that we've, I think, ever done. Well, I think, you know, I, I've been reflecting on just the beginning of the year a lot, just because I had been doing a lot of travel, a lot of drive time, and 
because the way that I, when I bought the company, when I took the company over, it was very established as you work from here to here, you shut down the business, and you did basically nothing from here to here. And then when you started over, it's like starting a new business every year. Because you went from nothing to everything, and then everything to nothing, and then nothing to everything. So you started, it was such a hard cycle. And because I was indoctrinated into that, and then that's what we've always done, it's hard to break that mold. And this is just another great example of get out of your own way, do things in a different way, which is what we've been exploring is what would it look like if we worked around? I think recently we'd had that discussion just this past year. What would it look like to keep people working full time versus letting lay them off in the wintertime and having collect unemployment or you know trying to find something for them to do? But we toyed with the idea of what if? What if we could have legitimate work throughout the year? And that's exactly how it lined up. And not only that, it lined up some of the coolest work. Mm -hmm. And because you're right, this, this project that we're working on now, that indoor pool, as a renovation, it's something that if I were to renovate pools moving forward, this is the exact style. It's taking something and doing a lot to it. I'm not interested in tile and coping and replaster. There's every guy in the book is going to do that type of renovation. But when we can break out walls and add grottos and spas and you know all of that where you're creating this whole new space out of what once existed, it's really exciting because it's challenging in its own way. It's doing things completely different than you've done in the past. Normal renovations, you go and you just knock out some stuff and put it back together. This was literally breaking out walls and, and, and changing everything about the pool. And I think it's going to be spectacular because we're doing a lot of interesting things that aren't normal in a residential pool. You probably see them in some commercial stuff like the aquarium on the edge of the pool. You know, that's, that's what we're specking out right now is figuring out how to put an eight foot long aquarium on that edge of the pool so that it's right at water level and it's actually partway in the water and you know things like that which are just they're yummy for me because it's it keeps my mind always challenging now the, the downside to it from my perspective is my mind never shuts off because I don't know exactly how it's going to work I just know that we're going to figure out when we get there so I go through this repetitive struggle of do I have it right? Do I not have it right? Do I have it right? Do I not? And I think that's the yummy part and the downside part is because it's so new, so drastically different. And then there's no one that I can go to to specifically say how to do this. Uh, that's that's a beautiful challenge. And then, a, you know, also a struggle at the same time. So I don't know if it's a good or bad. I just know that I love the experience. I love that struggle. So you and I talk a lot about our certain way and we've written the book about having a certain way at what point do you think that we really started to get that? And I'm asking that because this week coming up, we have a boot camp coming up. We have people flying in from around the country to meet with us at our clubhouse here so that we can help inspire them to develop their certain way a little bit. And I'm wondering, when do you think it really clicked into place for us? I know we started back when we had talked about developing the website and we knew that going online and doing the video was important. I don't think we had clicked into it mm -hmm. yet, mm -hmm. but I knew that we were, or I know that we were kind of heading that way. So when do you think it all came together? I, I don't think that there's a moment, but I, I know that there was a progress that 
we started out on this different path than we'd ever been before. Because I don't think it was our, our certain way path. I think it was a different path than what we've done before. We decided if we're going to keep doing this, let's do it in a way that we can really enjoy doing. I think that was a, a pivotal moment. I think looking back, I can say that was a part of our certain way that we didn't recognize. That we've always done business this way. We always had business. We, we like you know, and we've told, told the story many times how we tried to get rid of the pool company. It wouldn't go away. But once we decided, let's do it our way or not do it at all, I think that was the first step of our certain way that we couldn't have put into words. I can do it looking back, but I couldn't at that time go, no, see, this is our certain way. But I think that was a pivotal moment in terms of if there was a thing. But what's happened is because we keep the dialogue alive, because we've shared it with each other, and we've had this conversation all the time with each other, as well as with all of our marketing teams and all the people that we're helping coach, it's developed more in us, but we have the social proof. And I think the social proof is the part that has really solidified it for us. Because in theory, in every marketing book and every whatever, will give you all these theories of how it might possibly work if you do it. And we could have looked at that. But instead, is we just went out and implemented this thing, started developing and understanding what our certain way meant. We kind of knew, based on our studying you know, the book Science of Getting Rich from how many years ago was our first book study on that? Five, five years ago, probably? Six oh, years? Least, yeah. yeah. So we kind of played with that. What does that certain way mean? And I know in the book, he's talking about it a little differently, but not really. But he kind of had his own idea of what that was. But I think that we started by saying, let's do it our way or let's not do it at all with that mindset. And we didn't know what it meant. I know when we stepped out on this journey, we didn't know what that was going to, what that meant. But that was enough to make the step, the leap to say, why not? We can do it that other way. We've done it that long and we're, we're not really happy doing it, but we could continue, which is what most people do, is they continue down that course because it makes money, because it provides them an income. They're not happy doing it, but they do it because they're doing it. And we made that conscious choice to say, let's step off. And probably because we know if we had to, we could always go back to that. But I don't think that that was really in our thoughts. I never really thought, well, we could try it this way, and if it doesn't work, we'll go back. Yeah. I guess it's there. Subconsciously, it's there that there's this thing that would work. But instead, what, what could we do moving forward? I think what happened, that, you know, the other part of that is the, the social proof part. We had to just make that leap to say, let's do something our way. Even, we didn't know fully what it was, but just the decision to say, Let's do something our way so that it feels good. I think that sets into motion sort of this new mindset for us. And then the net result was each little decision could be gauged against that. Is this something that we're going to enjoy doing or not? And that process helped. But then the social proof. We continually get these, these positive reinforcements. You know, and, and stuff happens along the way that's not so positive. But we never focused on that. And I just had a conversation with Jessie. I was driving her back up north, back up to college here on whatever day we left, uh, Sunday. And she was, she was making a reference to something, and I said, stop right there. Listen to yourself, what you just said. And, and it had to do with, oh, if something's going to happen, oh, and, and the specific case was she said, you know, if there's a group project or something, or... Inevitably, if, if someone needs to leave and move to another group, why is it always me? Meaning, like, why does she get singled out and pulled up, put somewhere else? And I said, it sounds to me, let's stop right there, girl. I said, it sounds to me like you think you're a victim. And she kind of stopped, and I said, look, 
Stuff happens all the time. I said, imagine how many amaz amazing things happen to you that you don't even recognize. But to someone else, they're a miracle. To someone else, they're like, man, if I could be like her. I said, instead, you're focusing on this. There's one or two things that happen. And she cited a few examples. I said, think of all of the amazing stuff that's happened in your life. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, instead of those, each of those moments that's happening, you're not even recognizing it. Instead, you're looking at this case where a class needed to split, split and you were the one singled out that needed to go to the other class. She goes, yeah, I guess you're right. I said, that stuff happens. You can either focus on that and be a victim of life, or you can just realize that sometimes that happens and let's look at what's good. Because how many people live their lives going, I knew it was going to be me. You know, why am I the one that always? And you go down that, that path and that's a decision. We had that same opportunity at each one of those, those challenges that we had along the way and we could say, oh, it must not work. But instead it was, yeah, that some dumb thing happened and we always focused on the good, which then I think what happened, that social proof, like I said, now let's rejoice in it. Let's, let's express our gratitude. Let's talk about the good things and let's keep those alive. And the net result, the more we kept the good things alive, the more good things continue, continue to happen. Well, in what you're talking about as well, I think you and I in our business partnership have a good amount of kind of that celebrating the victories and realizing when things aren't working the way that we want to. I also think that we have two other critical things in our life that helps us to celebrate those and realize the social proof. So for somebody who's trying to take this journey of their certain way, having somebody to talk to as a mastermind of one person that they can bounce ideas off of, especially if they're a solo, mm -hmm. you know, business owner, yeah. that would be great. But the other two things that we do that I really think make a difference for us is first of all, our mastermind group where we get together once a week with a group of people and we kind of have big thinking ideas. But then the other key element for us is the marketing club that we facilitate each week as well, because in the marketing club, we talk about different ways of marketing and then we celebrate the victories. And I don't know that you or I would have celebrated the victories as much had we not had that group. Because I remember back to when we signed last year to that point was one of our largest contracts ever. And we did a high five and we moved on. And since we've had the marketing club and we've had to become really good at retelling and resharing those victory stories, mm -hmm. I think that has given us added courage, added oomph, added like yumminess to our certain way. So much so that when we were at marketing club talking about this indoor renovation project and we were sharing what everything was involved, as I heard you list, or as I heard you talking to the group, in my mind, I was thinking, you and I need to talk about this again before you meet with him to present the ideas. Because in your storytelling, I was feeling that the project was much grander than we had even contemplated to mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard in this world sometimes for people to feel like they have permission to share and to brag a little bit because it sometimes sounds it, a little bit. feel that way, yeah, yeah. And I think that we as business owners and we as marketers need to understand that there is definitely a time and a place for celebrating those victories, not to brag about them, but to 
acknowledge that it's awesome and, and allow us yeah. to feel those feelings and hear that instead of thinking, oh, we can't ever talk about that mm -hmm. because we as like humans in the human condition are taught from a young age it's not appropriate to brag. It can't mm -hmm. be all about you. Who do you think you are? And that's really what celebrating with people who get it brings to the yeah. table, which I think is also worth mentioning sometimes you've got to select those people that you'll allow to listen to you because not every person in your life is going to be a good listener when it comes to hearing those kind of messages. That's a great distinction because you're absolutely right. We have this group of people around us by our choosings. We've, we've chosen to surround ourselves with these people and they're those that we can celebrate this amazing victory of life that continues to happen. Again, the importance of choosing the right people to be around, which I think everyone can make that choice if they decide. And we become like who we associate with. So being around positive people, being around good people, being around business owners continues to allow us to see bigger and to grow bigger. And in celebrating that victory, it's also showing the gratitude. I'm, I'm very appreciative and thankful of where my life is. I, every day, there's, there's a moment, I have never shared this with anyone, in these recent, recent times, over the last several years as things have happened, there's a point at least every single day, there's at least one point where I feel like I need to pinch myself or I need to like, are you sure that life is this good? It's sort of, who could ever ask for more? I have one of those moments at least every day is who could ever ask for more? Because life just continues to be richer and fuller and amazinger and lovelier and yummier and wonderfuler and all those types of er words for me. And it's in everything that happens. And I think a lot of that has to do with all of these things we're talking about. It's not just us huddled in a quarter, corner hiding. It's sharing our victories and sharing our failures as well. When things don't go quite as planned, we still share that because that's important. Although we don't always see it as a failure. It's Often never, it's never we a failure. See it as a, we don't an opportunity, opportunity to grow to do something mm -hmm. better next. Time. Yeah, and I don't think that we ever dwell on failure versus success. But some of those oopses don't work that don't work so well. We share those as well. You know what I think we also do? We embrace change, and once we find something that's working well, there is kind of a thought, okay, it's working well, I've got to keep doing the same thing and I don't want to rock the boat. And yet another one of the things that we're able to do is celebrate when things are good and then push to the next level and try something new. So it's not getting to a place where then we become complacent at the new level. It's always, okay, what's new? What else could be exciting? How could we push ourselves a little bit more? And I think that's important. I mean, that's certainly that human condition if we want to call it that, is sort of find a box that you're comfortable in and, and sort of stay there. Figure out how to make that work for yourself. And how many people do we know sort of get into a thing and, and again, a, the cover, we use Jessie as an example again, talking about she's in college and she's like, well, Dan, I don't really know that I like this degree or what I'm going to do with it. And, and I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to stay in that box of, well, now this is my thing and I'm supposed to do it forever. Instead, my advice to her was just get the degree at this point to get it done. I mean, you've got all these years behind you, just get a degree, 
That way you have it. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean you'll necessarily use it for that, but get it. And I said, but you don't have to stay in that box. You don't have to be that whatever the degree is. And so many of us get caught in a job and our job requires this out of us and, and that becomes our identity as to who we are. Well, your job's not who you are. It's a thing that you do. Much like your hobbies aren't who you are, they're, they're a thing that you do. And the more that we can push ourselves to not co become complacent with the work that we do, uh, the, the world opens up because number one, I know for me is now I'm more challenged in everything I do and the challenge is always pushing me beyond the boundaries because it's forcing me to think something in a new way because it's not going to work the way it worked before because I'm not doing it the same way. And the more we can do that, the less of a box we're in, the more exciting life is because you're, you're always living on the edge. It's, it's the adrenaline rush without having to jump out of an airplane every day to get that, that adrenaline rush. And what I'm talking about isn't that adrenaline part, but it's the, the excitement part of always being challenged. And there's something to that when you embrace it. A lot of people don't want to embrace it because the challenge always is equated with success or failure. No, it's not. A challenge is just a thing that you do. But I think a lot of people won't ever get into that, that challenge because there's this part that says you're going to fail at it. There's part that you're going to succeed at it instead of just the doing. The doing of it, whether the outcome is good or bad, doesn't matter. But we're so connected to outcome. Everything is about the outcome of what happens. And then we, we judge ourselves on that and everyone else judges us as to whether we're good at this or bad at this instead of them simply being experiences. And by challenging and staying outside of that box, I don't see successes or failures. I really, we celebrate everything. And I guess if you took a hundred foot view down at our lives, you'd say, wow, that's really success. Well, I don't know that that's what I call, I mean, sure, if that's what you want to label it. To me, it's just kind of something we're doing. And it feels good to do, and it happens to work, and people seem to be really happy with what we do. And our lives just seem to reflect that instead of getting caught up in, well, it's got to be this way, it's got to be that way. And I don't think it does. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that I think, you know, you mentioned pinching yourself every day, being grateful and yet knowing that we put in a lot to make things as awesome as they are. Mm -hmm. And I am just so excited, you know, in terms of, things that we had on the horizon last year that were going to be coming to fruition this year. So we are launching the Ask the Pool Guy franchise. We're building bigger and more detailed, maybe not bigger, but bigger in scope and detail projects than ever before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are developing our team and the skill sets and the people that are around us. We're having a great time doing it. We're fostering creativity and kind of that attitude of marketing in other people in other industries and we launched a real estate company as well this year so lots of really cool exciting things are happening and it kind of goes back to one of those sayings for me I know in talking with some people there are people who have excuses why they can't spend the time doing this or why they can't spend the time doing that and it's always ask the busy person because they'll get it done and I think you and I also live that. Yeah. Like every moment we're looking for something to do to be bigger and better and push ourselves and grow 
not just for the sake of money, but for the no. sake of growth yeah. and mm -hmm. opportunity and things like that. So we've really kind of, I feel like 2015 into 2016, we kind of like, using a video game analogy, we like graduated to the next level yeah. where you kind of have to learn some of the new mm -hmm. things that happen at that level. But I feel like we kind of, if there was a ceiling, like we pushed through mm -hmm. that imaginary ceiling. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And, and really the ceiling is just our own limitation, our own limited yeah. thinking. And we pushed through that. And again, there'll be more and there'll be more and we have to continually push through that. But it isn't money. I mean, sure, money is good and money is fine and all of that, but it's it's so many people get caught into routine. When you were talking, I was thinking about routine and thinking how so many people's lives get so caught up in needing routine. Well, routine in some things is good. Like if you are a dentist and there's a certain way that you're supposed to do that extraction to do that, that's a routine thing that's really good. And yet it's not routine because each mouth is a little different, each whatever is a little different. But the more we get caught up into that routine of life, the less flexible and the busier we seem to be and get less done. And that's the excuse. If, if you really listen to how many people make that excuse to us, what they're saying is, when they say, oh, I don't have enough time to do that, what they're saying is, I don't want to be bothered to break the routine of my nothingness doing whatever I'm doing to do this thing that probably is really important but I can't see because I'm used to my routine. That's all they're saying. They're not really saying there's no time left in the world because we know yeah. as much as we put into this, we could put more, we could cut out a lot of little things we do in our lives and, and be more productive. Yeah. And yet we're pretty productive. Our lives are pretty fruitful as a result of that, just what's going on. But so many people get caught in the routine of, well, this is what I do. And, and the obvious, the cliche would be, oh, you watch too much television or you whatever, fill in the blank. But a lot of it would be, oh, too much TV. I watch a ton of television at night. I for watch me. a fair amount of television I, too. I, I do. And to me, it's sort of just that, because you know what, after a long day, I just want that. I'm not... and. Of course, we both read. Of course, we're always educating ourselves. Of course, we're always doing that. That fits into our normal. That's not routine. That just fits into the moments of whenever, which is a lot part of social media for both of us, is learning new things. It's not just poking friends. It's what, what can, how can we educate ourselves today? And that's how we, we both use a tool. I know we do. But we have plenty of time to do more things. And yet, how many people say to us, probably weekly, wouldn't you say, oh, I'm too busy for that. Oh, I don't have enough time. What are you doing? <laughs> you have the same 24 hours I do. Yeah. And you may sleep more or less than me, and that doesn't matter. What's happening with the rest? And they're just saying, I'm too afraid or not willing to break out of my routine. That's all it is. Yeah. And they hide it by saying, Oh, I have to do stuff with my kids or my family or oh, I have to, you know, there's all these have to do things. None of them are true. And not saying you don't do things with your kids or your family. Absolutely. We do that as well. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, really what what's important do, to me. What we don't do is make excuses ever, ever for anything. If it's important enough, we make it a priority and it happens and it flows and it's not like we have to completely stop one thing to be able to no. move into something else. 
But we've just decided that, yeah, we don't make excuses. Well, I think that's that fluid part of life. That's that fluid part of not being too routine. And I'm not saying we're the over-the-top, completely, uh, you know, unpredictable people because we're not. We're, we're, we're very predictable in a lot of things, but we're willing to try a lot of things, collectively and individually. And because we, we've sort of gotten into that fluid part of life and we've sort of, as the Buddhists would say, you enter the river where you're at and we very much have entered that river and maneuvered both the choppy parts and the smooth parts and kind of not resisting it. And maybe that's the difference between the past for me and the, and the, the now for me, maybe for you, is you used to enter that river and fight the choppiness and expect to try to get to go somewhere. And yet you just sort of get in there and you allow it to flow. And sure, there's bumps and there's this and curves and whatever, but instead of fighting all of that and fighting the current, you just sort of allow it. So we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but as we're talking, I'm thinking, sometimes in a new year, people set intentions or make New Year's resolutions. I'm more of a fan of intentions. But as we're talking, are there any words that are a theme for you this year? Like the words that are coming to mind for me are inspiring, abundant, and refreshing. So are there, so if, if I had words that were my intentions for the year, inspiring, abundant, and refreshing, that is what I continually. Well, I know one of the words doing. for me would be yummy. Sort of this yummy living. And that's really what it is, is that's just living in the yummy part of of all of it. We all live in a world where things happen every day, good and bad, and the news and the family, and, and there's things happening all the time. And I'm very much in the yummy of life. And I want to always stay in that yummy. So that that's probably a corny word, but that's probably a word for me. I also think the abundance, I think, is very prevalent because things feel really good. And again, a go-to word for me because it's it's continually be becoming part of my heartbeat is excessive creativity. Like pushing the boundary of what I do, not, not, and that makes it sound like off the deep end, wild, crazy, weird stuff. No, I'm talking about pushing the boundary of, of expected detail and using materials and things that we find in the world for completely unexpected uses. And that's what we saw as the year progressed last year, getting more and more into breaking out of the paradigms and molds. As, as little as we lived in them, we still had them, and we still will always have them, yeah. but breaking more from that. So I think those are my words, whichever ones we want to pick, but yummy for sure, and that unexpected creativity is that just sort of pushing the boundaries of that abundance and the detail, because I think the detail in what we do makes it spectacular. Anyone can build, but the detail of the, the yummy part makes what we do spectacular. It makes it fun. So one more thing worth mentioning for me as I reflect on last year and moving into this year is in our marketing club and in our mastermind group, like you said, we very specifically choose who we want to spend time with. And I remember at one point, it was either in last year or even possibly kind of the end of the year before, we had a conversation about who would we like to spend more time with. And I had said that I really loved some of our customers and I, I could admire their business skills and I really liked them as people. And I remember saying, I would like to hang out with people that are 
of the quality and of the caliber of the people that we'd been working with. And I didn't know how that would happen. And it was kind of like one of those maybe someday wouldn't it be nice kind of things. And I just have to say that without worrying about how that would happen, the why was because you become more like the people you associate with, and we associate with some pretty freaking awesome. amazing people. Awesome, awesome people. Without overthinking it and without orchestrating it, that has happened. And I would say we have bigger and better and stronger relationships with almost every single one of our customers mm -hmm. than I would have ever thought possible before. And it's such a natural progression. It's almost a joke, you know, like our sphere of influence becomes friends with our pool customers and they're going to their Christmas parties and showing up and dropping in and mm -hmm. it's it's created this like abundance of friendships to a whole nother level too. So in reflection of, of something astounding that is continuing that, that to is grow, that, that's amazing it to is. me. It is, and I think that again just reflects on us breaking the boundaries and the moldings, molds and expected routines of what everyone does and says let's and we're just saying let's not live that way yeah let's just live this fruitful abundant lovely yummy good times you know lovely people let's live that way and the net result is they just keep showing up we keep attracting them into our lives and and you're absolutely right that's just completely different not that we ever had bad customers before no because they've all been great customers but the relationships they're at a whole new, whole, new, whole new place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, on that note. It's 2016. This it is, is a kick-ass year. It is. So thank you for being a part of our kick-ass lives. Our lovely, yeah. our lovely places to be. Yeah. yeah, we do appreciate it. Definitely. We'll see you next time.